This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. Live from the Bell Tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Good. Whoa, that is really loud. That is. Good wow. God. Hang Both on of us. a second. I don't Got know some, what happened. Some bass going there, too. God dang. How about now? Is that better? That's better. Yeah, I don't know what the hell. I was screwing around with this for oh, okay. this board. Uh, my in-laws are like, hey, can you, uh, I guess I should test it when I hook it back up. Because I took this to my in-laws because they're like, hey, can you do uh, karaoke? I'm like, well, the only way I can run mics is to bring my board with me. Yeah. Um, and so I had everything cranked way up because their speakers weren't very loud there. So <laughs> I forgot to crank it back down. <laughs> So if we blew your eardrums out, I apologize. Let's try again. Good evening, Sunday, whatever this is. Yes. Happy weekend. happy end of the week, weekend. This is your weekend wrap-up on the Break the Bell podcast. As always, we are here to wrap up your week in the news. Yes, hello, beautiful bell breakers. The bad thing is I can't even cut that out is because it's got all my intro music oh, and everything. Yeah. So it's just going to be blasting yeah. somebody's ears. So but sorry. Sorry. We apologize yes. in the future and in the past and in the present. We just apologize for being yeah. us. It's just what we are. It's it what is. we do. We can't change. We yeah. try to change. We try to be better, but it just hasn't just, worked out for we us. We come back to this. Yes. We, <laughs> we just keep finding ourselves in this shitty spot where we're just yeah. bad. So <laughs> that's all right. We keep pushing forward. Yes. We can't change now. I mean, no. people come to expect a certain standard of shittiness from us. So. <laughs> exactly. We got we to gotta uphold that bar. Yes, exactly. So how's everybody doing out there in the great uh, internet world? Yes. Isn't it crazy that we can, I mean, we don't, but we could ideally reach thousands of people. Yes, ideally. <laughs> from from our basement right here. Just, yes. Just like, like we, we live in amazing times where... I just hit a button and uh, we have the potential yeah. of reaching like thousands of people. So yeah. we need thousands of people to listen to us potentially. Yes. So and, and the romantic in me believes that someday, someday. when we're gone, we will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some someday, sometime we somebody will reach. Somebody will run across the, our videos and be Can like, you imagine? Whoa, Isn't check that this out. E- that's even weirder to think about? Like in the future, somebody could come across our content yeah. and be like. Oh, this is like yeah. this is like a piece of history. This right? is like yeah, uh, and and I mean it's kind of scary and sad in, in a way. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like this is this is what people will come to find someday. So <laughs> you're zoomed way out too. I don't know what's going on in the world today. So how's everybody doing out there? I hope you're enjoying your weekend. Hope hope you're getting uh, some early Halloween festivities yeah. in the way we did last night. Yes. From what I vaguely remember. Yes. <laughs> now, when I say vaguely, I mean very vaguely. Remember, yeah, so yeah. well we we did there, test the uh, who would win in a battle between a Viking and pirate. Who did win? Uh, I don't remember. I, I think we just stopped. I think yeah, we're just like I. Uh, well, your sword broke, so yeah, technically that's true. I think yes, I would have won. So, so apparently, pirate swords don't hold up to Viking battle axes. No, and, so. and I would believe that. Yeah, I would too. So. And Vikings have shields normally, too, and pirates, pirates are stupid don't. and don't carry shields. Oh, well, but we're faster on our feet. Oh, okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Fancy footwork. Yes, yes. All right. So that that was our weekend. We had a banger of a, yes. a Halloween party. Good and, times. And uh, the whiskey was flowing. The tequila yes. was flowing. Yes, and that's what, a good combo. Yeah. Uh, Depends on your idea, really, you, yeah. your definition of good yes. combo, but well, it was fun. In the moment. Yes. Today was a re- definitely a recovery day. Yeah, <laughs> I, it didn't take me long. Um, the The way you recover the best from a banger of a Halloween party is with really good coffee, mm-hmm. and uh, that 
brings me to my sponsor, who nice is the official coffee of Run Your Mouth. <laughs> official coffee of the Break the Bell <laughs> podcast. That's Run Your Mouth Coffee. Man, I'm going to get this shit together today. Uh, Run Your Mouth Coffee makes delicious hangover cure um, that can be delivered straight to your door. So, I mean, you don't even have to like put yeah. on pants to get your coffee. Right? You just go to rymcoffee.com, and you get coffee, and then... Uh, you wake up one day with a massive hangover, and there you have coffee. Yeah. And you never had to put pants on in the process. <laughs> absolutely. So, I mean, that should be a selling point as is. Well, it's absolutely. Like, not, like, forget about the part that they support your freedom of speech, your all your individual rights, but just the fact alone that you don't have to put on pants to get your yeah. coffee. No, that's ideal, because I didn't put pants on until I came over here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm still wearing the sweatpants yeah. that I wore for my costume and apparently never took off <laughs> last night, so um, that's how far yeah. I've come. To- I am disappointed you took your, your Viking beard beat. That out. was, like, the first thing I woke up, I was like, oh, I managed to get those out successfully that, without, that like, is... ripping out beard hairs or something. So <laughs> That is impressive. Um, that is impressive. Anyway. Run Your Mouth Coffee, uh, as I briefly mentioned, they support your right to free speech, your right to be able to run your mouth and uh, not get censored from the interwebs, uh, not get ostracized from uh, humanity as we know it. Um, They support your rights, so you should support them. So go to rymcoffee.com, tell them we sent you by using the promo code BREAKTHEBELL, and you'll get 10% off your purchase plus free shipping, and you never had to put on pants. That's it. That's amazing. RYMCoffee.com. Um, make sure you check us out all over the social medias. You can find us on all the main ones at our handle, which is at BreakTheBellPod. That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Share that shit far and wide so we can reach the thousands that we ideally want to hit um, in our lifetime. So uh, make sure you share that around because we will love you for it just like we already love you. So Absolutely. maybe we'll, li- we'll love you a little harder for doing it. So share it. Like it, subscribe, all that fun, happy shit we tell you to do. Uh, check out our merch store at uh, breakthebell.bigcartel.com, or you can find links to that at breakthebellpod.com. You get uh, access to awesome shirts like our uh, I Won't Eat Your Bug shirt, um, our We Are Not Your Pond shirt, as you can see on the screen if you're watching. If not, go check it out, and then you'll mm-hmm. be able to see those things. Um, we got... Our logo all over a bunch of merch and then some other shit. So it's awesome. Christmas is coming up. And why not treat your family right to some amazing Break the Bell merch so they can ask questions like, why did you buy me this? (laughs) (laughs) And you can say, because uh, the ideals that the Break the Bell podcast push you need in your life. And then you'll have this really uncomfortable conversation at your uh, Christmas show them some clips of us screwing shit up and then they'll be like... Maybe we should check them out too, <laughs> or they'd be like, "Get the fuck out." Exactly. That's probably more than likely. Yeah, it. That is. Never invite him to Christmas yeah. again. <laughs> but definitely check that out at uh, breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Um, it's awesome merch. You should uh, definitely check it out. Definitely. Let's get right into this episode. Yes, there's right a lot into going the on. stories. Yes, yes. Starting out, I, I titled this episode "Dirty Dirty Bombs" because Ooh. it sounds. Dirty. Dirty. <laughs> um, and apparently there is some serious talk of dirty bombs going on right now. We talked about like the possibility of like nuclear Armageddon yes. a week or so, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And I think both of us thought that if it were to happen, it would be an unsanctioned dirty bomb. Probably, yeah. Yeah, most likely. Well, now Russia has come out and is warning against a potential false flag from Ukraine involving a dirty, dirty bomb. Um, so, so we got that to look forward to. Yeah. And the part that makes me feel like this is more legit and not just, um, uh, like Putin running his mouth, mm-hmm. like false propaganda or whatever. Well, obviously they're going to do this is because of who he told this to. He yeah. like went to the U S and not, didn't go to, but he called up the U S and, uh, the British, uh, defense minister yeah. and there, there was a few other, but. His arch enemies, he called right. him up and was like, um, this is looking a little bad here. Yeah. I think Ukraine's going to set off a dirty bomb. Uh, you should be aware of that. Yeah. And the fact that he brought that to our attention, I feel like might lend it yeah. some legitimacy. No, that definitely makes it scary. So let's uh, get this one up. This is from Zero Hedge. It says, a major new and sensational charge of a Ukrainian false flag plot in the making 
issued by Russian defense chief, has set off a string of tit-for-tat accusations and statements on Sunday. Why can't they just call it tit-for-tit? I'd Not prefer tit-for-tit right. tit over tit-for-tat. Much tat. more attractive. Like, who gives the tit, who gives the tat exactly. in this situation? Because I don't want to give a tit and then only get a tat back. No, that's pretty lame. I mean, that's pretty yeah. yeah. Depends on the tat, I guess. Or the tit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shogu claimed in, a, in rare phone calls that included his counterparts from the U.S., Britain, France, and Turkey that Ukrainian forces are preparing a provocation with a radioactive device. A Kremlin s- statement cited that he conveyed a warning over possible Ukrainian provocations in, involving a dirty bomb. Shoigu's office said in a follow-up that he conveyed the warning to all the above-named countries' defense chiefs. As for his conversation with Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, it was the second phone call in merely three days. The Pentagon, in hours after, said Austin told Shoigu he rejected any pretext for Russian escalation, which strongly suggests the U.S. perceives that Moscow is about to heighten attacks on Ukrainian cities further. So, uh, Russia... (laughs) defense minister comes to Lloyd Austin and is like, look, it's looking really bad. They're going to set off a dirty bomb. And Lloyd Austin's response is, don't escalate this right. any further. And it's like, well, if if they do set off a dirty bomb, you can bet your ass they're going to escalate. Oh, or you. if it really gets to the point where it's really looking plausible mm-hmm. that it's going to happen, yeah, they're going to escalate shit. Yeah. The Kremlin is further charging that this low-intensity nuclear provocation is being prepared with the help of Great Britain. However, the Western allies have said no evidence whatsoever was presented in the phone calls alongside the accusations. Well, obviously, they're not going to give the evidence because then they're going to find out how they got that evidence, and then they're going to cut that line of communication and shut it down. Whoever that whistleblower is is going to be disappeared. Mm -hmm. So what do you think of his accusation that... uh, Britain is in on this. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, Great Britain does seem to be kind of the instigator of the world, right? WMDs. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, they're the ones that started shouting out about Russia going into Ukraine to begin with. Yeah, we right? talked about that a lot yeah. before leading up to the attacks. We're like, Britain's really trying to push this this attack narrative mm-hmm. here. So says the Kremlin is further chart. I already read that one, I think. Yep. The U.K. Defense Ministry said in its statement following Shoigu's phone call with Secretary Ben Wallace. I know a Ben Wallace. I think a Ben Wallace used to play football. Not, not the, the Ben Saints. Wallace I know. So oh, is okay. this the, fo- the Saints Ben Wallace? Is this that the, would be my, impressive if it was. My, my friend Ben Wallace? Or who is, who's this Secretary Ben Wallace? Um, <clears throat> where, where did I get? Where am I? <laughs> The U.K. Defense Ministry said in a statement following the phone call with Secretary Ben Wallace that the Russian side alleged Ukraine was planning actions facilitated by Western countries, including the U.K., to escalate the conflict in Ukraine. So they're saying he's just saying all this to ramp things up. Russia is saying that such a dirty bomb detonation, which would spread radioactive waste and potentially contaminate large urban areas, would be blamed on Moscow in order to justify greater Western intervention. Absolutely. uh, That that absolutely is what would happen. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, we didn't do that. Right. Where are they going to set it off? Are they going to set it off in their own country of Ukraine, though? Because that seems really stupid. But, I mean, it is... Zelensky. Right. I was going to say he, w- he would be the one to do it to get claim to fame yeah. for some right. reason. And I mean, you know, they clean out, say Kiev or whatever, and then they set it off. And I don't know, it's stupid. Russia set off a dirty bomb right in the middle of Kiev. Fortunately, nobody was present at yeah, the time right. because everybody was on vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing to see here. Uh, it says Ukraine, for its part, blasted what the president sees. Off is called an absolute and quite predictable absurdity and a blatant lie. Obviously, they're going to say that. Of course. France, too, agreed with Ukraine's assessment, and a statement from the French foreign ministry has ominously warned that the crisis is trending towards uncontrollable escalation. But, but Macron on Sunday admitted that peace is possible, yet it depends on when the Ukrainians decide it. So he's kind of... I'm putting it back on the Ukrainians. Right. It's like, yeah, like, I mean, it, it is possible that we have peace, but it's kind of yeah. got to be on you guys. Right. You when guys do you want be peace? The ones. When would you like yeah. peace? Let's see. So th- that's an interesting statement from Macron because yeah. last week, last week he was kind of, or 
He slammed Biden. He slammed Biden yeah. during the nuclear right, right. stuff. He's like, look, man, you need to just chill. Yeah, back, back off a little. Yeah. Let's not get all nuclear Armageddon yeah. here because this is getting out of hand. And he's kind of um, raising the same concern here, saying that uh, this is heading towards an yeah. uncontrollable escalation. So he doesn't. He doesn't seem to. He seems to be the one leader that doesn't want World War Three. Yeah, right. Of the Western world. Yeah. So it's surprising that he's still in office. Mm, it really <laughs> is. Or alive. Yeah. It says meanwhile, Zelensky's own rhetoric urging Western military intervention has escalated as well. Of course. All of which strongly suggests the war will soon grow hotter. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's what we got to deal with. Yeah. That's the latest Ukraine-Russian news. Do you think? Do you think it's legit? Do you think they're planning a dirty bomb false flag, or you think this is just Putin um, trying to excuse Man, his escalation? I, I don't know. I, I would like to say that I think it's just them blowing smoke. You know, maybe Putin just trying to make Ukraine. I would like to think that, but people do stupid things for power and money. Yeah, you know? and, yeah, and war is stupid. And, and, I mean, there's nothing stupider than, you know, a dirty nuke because, like they said, you know, it's— the radiation it gives off is far worse than, you know, a sanctioned mm-hmm. nuke, which is just as is bad, but it's not that and bad. And it's so much dirtier. <laughs> it is so dirty. We don't need no dirty bombs. We like our clean nuclear bombs, not our dirty ones. Absolutely. So. Keep it on the up and up. Isn't a dirty bomb just like, isn't it usually just like the leftover, like, nuclear waste turned into another bomb or something mm-hmm. like yeah, that? Yeah, basically that and it's... um. You know it, the the uranium's not as processed, mm. and so it's 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 not as focused. So it when it when it releases, it's much more potent. Okay, I gotcha. So either way, it doesn't sound good. No, it's <laughs> not good for anybody. So so, <laughs> and like you said, you know, a strong wind comes through, and you know, whoever that's hitting, I mean, it's fucked. So what does the the U.S. do if it does come? Not if it happens, but if they find out that the Ukraine is planning to use this. If they find out this is true, what is, do we keep supporting them in this, or what, what do we do? I mean, you know, logic would say no, but nothing but they've do done we, is though? logical, right? Gonna, but do they, though? Do yeah. they keep sending them? Probably. So I, I mean, saw that uh, the Congress, the Senate was trying to pass another another $50 billion. Yeah. I mean— I think it was last weekend. We did it we was. play that video yeah. of Zelensky saying this is what his for, operating costs like, were for the year. He was like requesting five billion dollars. Yeah. So we're like, we see your five billion, and we <laughs> yeah. raise it fifty. Yeah, billion. it was ridiculous. He's like a kid asking for money to go out with his friends. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you know, and it's going to cost this much for this and this much for we that. Need so to go to the really movies, and we need popcorn, right, yeah. and uh, we we need. Uh, uh, some late night snacks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so. we gotta have something to drink. And know? so, and this parent was like, "Well, well, how's a thousand bucks sound? Yeah, Is that right. enough?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like the rich out of touch uh, parent that's just like, "Well, I don't know what the cost of yeah. movies is. It's probably about a thousand bucks, right?" Yeah. Here you and, go. And everybody that you mentioned that their defense guy contacted are all countries that would love to see escalation. Mm-hmm. So Except it's, France. Right. So the fact that this information ever came out is really surprising to me. Yeah. So let's move on. We're still overseas, though. Yeah. Uh, we talked sooner than I expected to be talking about this again, that the U.K. got a new prime minister because Boris Johnson yeah. uh, stepped down or right. got ousted or whatever. Well, the the newest one has also been let go. Yes. So this is like a very short turnaround rate yeah. for... You don't have really high job security in the field of U, uh, UK prime minister's right. role because apparently yeah. uh, the, the standards are really high, or I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Like, what's going on in UK that they can't keep a leader? Yeah, no, I, I feel like they, um, they, they're very... Uh, they're, they're Tory people, right? They're have a very select agenda and if you don't fall into that agenda you're out. Which ones are the Tories? Are they the liberal or liberal or they're, they're ones? actually the more conservative ones. Are they the ones? conservative yeah. ones? Okay. So um apparently uh people are saying that this Liz Truss's re- resignation is a sign that the Republicans over here might lose the yes. election. Yes. I saw that. I'm not really sure what UK politics have anything to do with ours, but yeah. well, or how they're coming to this conclusion. It, looking at um, what we've talked yeah. about last well, week it, on it, our, it's funny because you know you, we did that show where we talked about kind of the shift towards populism mm-hmm. in Europe, 
And uh, and so this is like trying to come back up towards that, saying, "Look, you know, these policies aren't really going to work." Well, well, well. Um, Boris Johnson was a populist, though, and he got the boot, but yeah, because but he, he was, was an idiot. Yeah, I was going to say he was a jackass. Yeah, but um, and oh, oh. Uh, side note: um, when Liz Truss resigned, they they're going to have new elections. Boris Johnson decided to throw his uh, that's hilarious his name in the yeah. hat again. He's, He's like, like, I'm still here. <laughs> is he not like the U- UK's version, like really poor? Uh, off-brand version of Donald Trump. I think so. He's yes. just like, yeah. I'm gonna make a comeback. I'm yeah. gonna be as I'm gonna be the Donald Trump of the UK. Yeah. And it's just like you know, realize that's yeah, not gonna work. First yeah. of all, I'm and, gonna have the bigliest win. Yes, <laughs> in like, a British accent. Yeah, yes, it's gonna be a bloody bigly win. It's like, <laughs> just stop, dude. Yeah, right. I mean, have you seen the British remakes of American oh, TV yeah. shows? It never works no, out. So. No. No, oh. they, they haven't had a really good British show since Benny Hill. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back to this. Because so, this article from MSNBC, so it, you know this is going yes. to really be a good one. Uh, Trust's resignation in the UK should have Republicans' attention. Liz Truss tried to address high inflation with unnecessary tax breaks for the wealthy. As she resigns, Republicans in the U.S. have a similar plan. Uh, this is just them grasping me at straws against the oh, Republicans yeah. when they know they they see the writing on the wall. Oh, they're yeah. just hoping they're they're trying to get their viewership people to be like, yeah, that's right. When George Canning's tenure as British Prime Minister ended after just 119 days, see, look at this t- this freaking turnaround rate. Uh, just 119 days in the early 19th century, he had a good excuse. Canning died while in office. <laughs> wow, that's a hell of a segue. <laughs> Liz Truss will break his record with ease and earn a more ignominious place in history in the process. So it's like the shortest before now was this guy, and he died. Yeah, Liz Truss didn't die, and hers will be shorter. (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't have a good reason. That was a nice, nice intro there. Uh, the outgoing prime minister, just 45 days into her tenure, announced her resignation today and will leave office after conservatives choose her successor. The news marks a new chapter in extraordinarily tumultuous period in the British politics. Like, what is going on? Right. Like, what was so bad that they're, they're like, no, you, you're not good. You got to go. Why did they vote for her in the first place? If they, I mean, if yeah, they, they just, knew who she was. I yeah. mean, she was a well-known conservative. Right. In Parliament, so... Well, maybe she went into office and they realized you can't just change shit overnight. And they're like, the the people still are pissed off, you gotta go. Well, and it's not like they're part of the EU, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like they have that kind of pressure coming down on them. Right. says, but as Truss prepares to exit the stage in embarrassing fashion, let's not lose sight of the agenda that doomed her government. Uh... Truss, 47, promised a radical shift in Britain's economic fortunes. She's 47. Yeah. Man, it's things like that that make me feel like I did nothing with my life. <laughs> yeah, she's the prime minister of Britain. I know, and right? you're sitting in a basement talking into a microphone. Uh, Truss, 47, promised a radical shift in Britain's economic fortunes, turning it into a low-tax, high-growth country that would unleash its post-Brexit potential. In practice... Trussonomics was an utter failure wow. and would become her political ep- ep- epitaph. Epitaph. There you go. I can't read today <laughs> or most days. The outgoing prime minister, uh, after taking office six weeks ago, unveiled that she was a brilliant. She saw unveiled what she saw as a brilliant idea. As Brit- Britain struggled with high inflation, Truss unveiled an economic plan built around tax breaks for the wealthy, which would have made inflation vastly worse. So do you feel like that was it's truly tax breaks for the wealthy or it's just tax breaks for everybody? Yeah. And, and they did just... that would that have made inflation truly worse? What are they measuring that off? Yeah, of? exactly. It says the proposal was not well received. The disastrous vision sent the value of the pound plunging. Borrowing costs soared, and the Central Bank of England scrambled to put together an emergency intervention plan to prevent uh, further catastrophe. The International Monetary Fund found it necessary to reprimand the Prime Minister for pushing such a ridiculous and counterproductive economic agenda. And that's the problem. You got the fucking IMF sitting there and being like, "Uh, no, that's not a good idea, so uh, we're going to fine you for stupidity. Well, first of all... If every world leader that came out was like, guys, I got an idea, and people are like, that's stupid. If that uh, damned them, mm. I mean, 
we wouldn't have any leaders at all right. because they all do it. Yeah. I mean, all she had to do is be like, okay, I hear you. Let's, uh, let's not do yeah. that. Um, the fact that that caused the price of the pound and their stock and everything to right. crash, I feel like something was at work here. Yeah, some, more than just her statement. Yeah, because what she's talking about is, I mean, it's Reaganomics, right? Mm-hmm. Reagan did it in the 80s. It seemed to work good. It. Bush yeah. did it. I mean, it, it's something that conservatives over here continue to do whenever they get into office and and no matter what your opinion is some people feel it works some people that don't but for it to affect their economy that much like i agree with you overnight like that something else was working the fact that the imf's like uh we reprimand you for that it's like first of all who are you to reprimand a sitting yeah, right. World leader. The IMF, I put in the same category as the WEF yeah. and the World Health Organization. Yep. Says, faced with few choices, Truss abandoned the plan, but by then, it was too late. And the chaos her government had created ultimately proved unsustainable. <laughs> Closer to home, however, the response from the right in the United States was problematic. A few weeks ago, Media Matters reported right-wing media figures are toasting UK Prime Minister Liz Trust. Massive tax cuts geared towards the wealthy as potential model for US, the US if Republicans return to power. The report added, I love what Liz Truss is doing in England. Perpetually wrong, right, perpetually wrong right-wing economics commentator Stephen Moore said during a Monday appearance on Fox Business. I think it is exactly... Uh, the right agenda of cutting taxes. The former Trump advisor added that trust is doing exactly what the U.S. should be doing and predicted that the cavalry is is coming if GOP dominates in November midterm elections. In other words, conservative media figures saw Tories try to deal with high inflation with a plan that would make inflation worse. And their immediate response was to effectively declare, without a hint of sarcasm, Great idea. Now, now the iron- ironic part here is, do you remember this thing called the Inflation Reduction Act? <laughs> and, yes. And how yeah. that idea did yep. nothing to affect inflation, but actually potentially made inflation worse. Yeah. Do you, do you see kind of the uh, hypocrisy here? Yeah. It's so, like the Republicans want to do this thing that's going to make it worse. It's just like, what has the Democrats been doing for the last two yeah. years? Right. Besides making inflation worse. Yeah. It was against the backdrop that the Washington Post reported this week. I don't want to read that. That's really long. Um, let's get to the point here. Uh, basically, they're they're saying a lot of nothing. Basically, they're saying don't vote for Republicans because they're going to do the same thing Liz Trust wanted to do. They praised Liz Trust for it, so don't vote yeah. for them. It's making kind of making it sound like Republicans don't have a leg to stand on if they're going that way. But it's right. more like begging you not to vote Republican. It's yeah. like, do you really want the uh, Liz yeah. Trust here? Right. It was disastrous for Britain. It's going to be disastrous for yeah, us. Yeah. Their, their stocks plunged overnight. Well, the fact that you're saying this means our our stocks should plunge every time the Republicans yeah. make these same statements. Right. Yeah. When that Twitter post came out that or the New York Post article came out that said, we need this, why didn't our stock tank right. immediately? Our dollar yeah. tank immediately? What, yeah. what, that didn't happen that I know of. Yeah. I mean, the dollar has been plummeting, but not for that reason. Well, and, and again, you got to think like— by her simply saying she's going to cut taxes, caused interest rates to to go up. I mean, that just again, it just doesn't make sense here. Well, all they're saying is, I mean, all this is is just them saying, "Oh, this Republican said they like right, Truss's right. idea, which was disastrous for her. She's out because do of we these really ideas. want to right. vote for these people? Yeah. Look you, what happened there. Yeah. Well, do first, you want to trust them with your economy? First of all, do we need to compare what happens in America to? What right. happens in Great in Britain, Britain? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I say no. <laughs> they don't have a. They don't have a lot going on over there that we're like that. We should. We should do that. Right. Well, and and like you said, you know, when you look at the the Inflation Reduction Act, I mean, that's done jack shit for mm-hmm. the economy. You know. Yeah. It's, it's like, do you want to vote for Republicans because they're. They're spouting bad ideas for our economy. It's like, what about the bad ideas that have been going on for our economy for the last two years? Do we want to really keep um, giving that a second chance? It's like, how long do we keep 
okay, just wait, just hold on, it's coming. Good things are co- just hold on a little longer, a little yeah. longer. The one thing that I do like, and this is actually the thing I agree with AOC. Like, there's one thing I actually agree with AOC because she came That's out miraculous when Liz Truss resigned. She's like. Because somebody, one of her followers, were, was like, "This whole Liz Trust thing is an embarrassment to the UK, and um, it's shameful." And <laughs> AOC is like, "Well, the US has much more to be shame- shameful about than the UK ever has." Yeah. And she's like, "I do like the turnaround rate of if you don't like a leader, you can get them out like right away yeah. instead of waiting four fucking years." Right. To- well, in four years, I guess we could try. How much can you tank in four years? Right. Um, maybe they preemptively jumped the gun, and that's why I think that there's more to this, because yeah. how often do you hear like one idea that people are like, oh, my God, that's a terrible shit idea, and then all of a sudden it's just like, this is cause for resignation. It's yeah. like, that right. never happens, so there's yeah. got to be more. But I do yeah. like the fact that when somebody is so shitty, you can just be like, Ah, you're gone. Yeah. Instead of all this like drawn out process, well, you can yeah. impeach them, but that's going to probably take the four fucking right. years yeah. that they're going to be in office right. anyway. And, and when their party is the one that's in power, the chances that they're getting impeached is slim to none. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, maybe that would be a good thing, but maybe it'd be a bad thing because right. I mean, yeah, I I feel like there could be a lot of uh, government chaos. Like, yeah, how long before? The government collapses when you can't keep a leader in office for right. more than yeah, you a become, month. You become the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, you you hear of other countries that hey, uh, the president just like up and yeah. re- quit, and then the whole country yeah. just collapses into chaos. Right. It's you like got different regimes trying to come into power, wars start up. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, you're so right. how long before Great Britain gets to that point when yeah. it's like if man, you guys can't keep a freaking uh, yeah. leader to save your lives. You're the Cleveland Browns of the U- of the, of the <laughs> world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nobody wants to be the Cleveland Browns of the world. Nobody no. wants to be the Cleveland Browns of period. Cleveland. <laughs> right. All right, let's move forward. Let's talk about other stupid world leaders. Mostly uh, Justin Trudeau. He's my favorite stupid mm, asshole yes. of He's a world leader. He's the other one leader. that needs to go. Yeah, he, yeah, why doesn't Canada have... A, a policy where they can I mean they're they're part of the commonwealth you think Absolutely. they'd have kind of the similar uh yeah. government structure that they could just be like I don't like this you got to go yeah. cuz uh the most recent news is that Justin Trudeau has banned all handgun sales in the U or in, in the U in Canada that's he, insane it is all of them yeah not like by means of a congress vote or anything yeah. he used basically his presidential pen and yeah. signed it into action. Like that's a whole no thing more. to sign out, right? Could you imagine if Biden didn't oh do that? Oh my gosh, it's he, like no Civil more war. Hang- yeah, exactly. Using using mass shooting events in the U.S. So not even his own country. Yeah, I he's know. using United yeah. States ex- as an you example. See what happens down there? <laughs> you see what happens when we just allow handguns to roam the streets? Yeah. You, our Mass country is shootings. not about that. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> using mass shooting events in the U.S. as an excuse, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has been tinkering. Why is this so squeaky tonight? Yeah, you squeaky. You need some WD-40. I know. He's been tinkering with the idea of banning or freezing firearms in Canada since this summer, and now it appears he is ready to take unilateral measures. Trudeau is placing a nationwide freeze on the sale, purchase, and transfer of handguns, effective immediately, and sidestepping legislators and political opponents in Parliament. You see, do you see this backfiring on him? Possibly, uh, yeah, a our, little bit. But our Canadians, do they have the balls to actually step up like Americans would yeah, and I, do something about it? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Look at all the policies he like the the COVID restrictions. I right. mean, you had Canadians like. Sending warning signs across the the river. Right, yeah, help us. Yeah, please, we're prisoners in our own country. (laughs) Says the measure is considered an an administrative action, much like executive orders used by presidents in the U.S., as a means to circumvent the Constitution and checks and balances in the government. Such direct restrictions are often subject to subject to extensive legal obstacles and at least in the u.s can be ignored by states and the public at large as we witnessed with the COVID mandates over the past two years when people are being killed when people are being hurt responsible leadership requires us to act trudeau said at a news conference on friday it's not even his country no that just blows my mind yeah it doesn't even cite 
like mass yeah. shootings in Canada? Are there mass shootings even in Canada? <laughs> I don't think so. And obviously, he doesn't know that bear attacks are up this year. Yeah, but, bear attack because yeah. they don't have guns. <laughs> That's probably it. It's right? Like, lots of bears, lots of attacks. Like, what are we gonna do when those yeah. bears start attacking? <laughs> Recently, again, we have seen too many examples of horrific tragedies involving firearms. Again, the trigger for Trudeau's war on firearm rights in Canada started with mass shootings in the U.S., not Canada. Though it might not be far-fetched to point out that the prime minister and regular attendees of the World Economic Forum took a sudden strong interest in gun control not long after the enormous trucker convoy protest against Canada's draconian attempts at vaccine how passport did that laws. End? Did we ever hear how I that... I don't remember now. It, it, it just, died just out. died. It just yeah. fizzled, I think. The trucker protest inspired widespread dissent in Canada and the refusal of freight workers to comply could have paralyzed the country's supply chain. This led to an attack campaign by the government and mainstream media seeking to protect portray anti-passport movement as terrorists simply for not wanting what they felt was a suspect mRNA cocktail injected in their bodies. Does this sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Um, It sounds similar to what our government has been pushing against uh, the uh, anti-vax terrorists here in the United States. As pharma giant Pfizer recently admitted under oath, they never tested the vaccine to see if it prevents transmission. Fantastic. We missed that part. Yeah, I know. That seems like a major thing. A realization that noncompliance was far more prevalent than the establishment assumed resulted in numerous bizarre narratives and legislative action in the U.S. and Canada in an attempt to suffocate rebellion. Gun control has been consistently uh, broached as a primary goal of the same people that were desperate to enforce mandates and passports requirements but failed. It's unlikely that this this is pure coincidence. So it sounds like he's just cracking down hard yeah, right similar to what's going on here cracking down on the right pretty hard yeah but but this is like a step further than anything they've done here yet oh, yeah. yet well, I, I can't put it like past I said I, I can't see that flying at all here oh I, it won't I, fly no. they'll try yeah. i i see them trying yeah. i mean he's been trying to he's been biden's been out on twitter saying that he wants to bring back the assault weapons ban of like yeah. the 90s so uh it's it's probably yeah. going to come down, and he's, it's probably not going to be met with the same no. um, niceness that Canadians oh, are presenting yeah. here. Well, but, I mean, to be fair, we don't know what, what Canada is doing about it. I mean, we haven't seen what their reaction is. I can't imagine it's going over well. It says Canada is one of the few countries in the world with gun access on a wide scale similar to the U.S., uh, though permits are still required, making firearms more of a privilege than a right. Trudeau is hell-bent on whittling away Canadian gun ownership and seems to be following a model similar to the UK. The UK banned the majority of guns, starting with handguns and then incrementally restricting the rest. So so we got a lot of shit going on. Yeah. Do you I, think do you think the Canadians are going to revolt? You think the truckers are going to come back? <laughs> I can see the truckers coming back. I, I I just I again and with the it, it's not like it went through Parliament. It was his executive decision. So oh, yeah. I can't I can't understand why this guy's still in office. Yeah, I th- how how is this guy still a thing? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, nothing good has come out of this guy's mouth. No. And, and again, like you said, I mean, are Canadians really that compliant that they're just like, uh, you know? Well. I mean, maybe they just slowly got to the point. Like, they were eased towards compliance a little more than Americans. Like, Americans were just kind of forced in their face during COVID, and they didn't expect, I don't think, so many to push back and be like, fuck, no, we're not going to do that. And so it's a little bit harder here. I feel like maybe theirs has been stretched over a little bit longer time. I mean, give it a few years. We'll be there, too. (laughs) So we got to push, though. We got to move on. Shitty, shitty things and stupid people. Uh, speaking of mass shootings, though, Alex Jones yes. can't catch a break to save his life. Yeah, last we heard, he had to pay a billion dollars. A right? billion dollars, and I had said then that that sounds like a very made-up number for right. um, for a defamation lawsuit. It's just right. like, yeah, do you know what? We're just going to hit him hard. We're going to slap him with, I don't know, what sounds yeah. reasonable, a, One a billion, billion dollars. One billion dollars. So... And I had said then, I'm just like, that, that yeah. doesn't even make sense. That, right. But or a single individual. It's not like yeah. it's a country, right? Right, or a, a, a corporation yeah. or something like that. Um, but uh, what I had said 
then was I lost my train of thought. That's what I said then. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, basically, it's just like he's never going to be able to afford oh, that. Yeah, right. But I, I think it was the the judge or one of the lawyers or something was like, well, we're, we're seeking this because not only do we want to ruin him now, but we want to make sure that he is not able to rebuild right. in the future. It's like, we just want to fucking ruin his life forever. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. they're saying. Absolutely. Well, that, that made up number of a billion dollars wasn't made up enough. Yeah. So now Sandy Hook families are seeking, what do you think it is? $2.75 trillion dollars That's in damage. That's insane. There is not a human on the world. Well, I can't say that. There's not a human that we know of <laughs> yeah. that we have their financial records of. There might be, uh, I don't know, maybe the, the Rothschilds or something right. might have that much money, but we don't know how much they right. have. But there's... This, this is, is so bizarre. more money than than probably ninety five percent of the countries in the world. Yes, <laughs> I mean, yes, the U.S. debt. I mean, this doesn't even compare to the U.S. Well, debt. Yeah. But I remember back in high school, we were like at five trillion dollars in U.S. debt, and yeah. they're seeking half of that yeah. on Alex Jones. It's like, where does that number fucking come from? Right. Yeah, like how do you and who does it go to? The families. Yeah, but there's what like what. 170 families, maybe? Yeah, they're all going to be multi-billionaires. That's crazy. says, perhaps out of sheer necessity for his mental well-being, Alex Jones was defiant as ever following the verdict against him in his latest defamation case. So, he obviously, he was defiant. Oh, well, yeah. He got slapped with a billion-dollar yeah, lawsuit. He's like, I'm not paying that. Yeah, you know he did. A jury recently ordered Jones to pay the families of victims of the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting and an FBI agent included in their suit an unfathomable $965 million. In the wake of that verdict, Jones took to the air on InfoWars to not only denounce the judgment, but to ensure viewers that its absurdity only aided his case on appeal. While per- not. <laughs> yes. While per- portraying the ruling as absurd will only ruffle the feathers of opponents of Jones amidst their latest victory lap on the crusade to push cancel culture, the families of victims who sued the the maligned political commentator made the assertion hard to disagree with, claiming that the highest possible punitive damage are the only thing that can keep Jones from continuing to harm them. The families who sue InfoWars founder asked Connecticut judge presiding over the defamation suit to award them $2.75 trillion in damage. To contextualize how obscene the request is, only seven countries in the world exceed a GDP of $2.75 trillion. That's insane. I mean, is this reasonable? Is there, like, how much damage could any person possibly do to you that's worth $2.75 trillion? And, like, when when you go to the judge and present this request... How does the judge just not laugh his right, ass off? Yeah. It's like, are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Right. It's like go like go back and, and try something. Like you're you're wasting my time here. Yeah, this right. is ridiculous. Yeah. Give me a real number. The basis of family claims relies upon the judicial pre- interpretation of Connecticut's Unfair Trade Practice Act. That law bars the sale of products using false statements. That's what they're going off of. Uh, not defamation, but selling Based on falsehood, that's dumb. The family invoked that law by asserting that Jones claimed claims about Sandy Hook aided the sale of supplements and other merchandise he sells and regularly advertises on Infowars. I don't think his claims reaching. on I don't think his claims on Sandy Hook, yeah, helped him sell his like right. super Vita Vegemin product. That that oh that yeah. His, no, his I, super, I don't think so His either. super pills. Yeah. Uh, I think he just already sold them, and he talked about Sandy Hook, yeah. and they just kind of— Nobody kinda... put two and two together. Right. Predicating their claim on the legal argument, the families reached the $2.75 trillion by imploring the judge multiply the $5,000 fine set by the law to the 550 million exposures that— Oh, I see, I see, I see. So the law says um, you get fined $5,000 for— False advertising right. or selling products using false statements. Okay. And he reaches five he has reached five hundred and fifty oh, million viewers. Gotcha. So you gotta take the five thousand times five hundred and fifty million. And uh gotcha. that's how they came up with this absurd two point seven five gotcha. trillion right. dollars. <laughs> it says 
In the wake of the shoot, uh, okay, it says the previous 965 million ruling against Jones was entirely based on a jury decision. So that was based on nothing. Right. That was just a that was made, just the that jury. was a made up number. Yeah, the they're jury like, was like, mm. "Hey, this sounds good." So then they're like, "But if you take the five thousand, and then the judge is like, "Oh yeah, that makes a good point." Yeah, uh, that's it, the yeah. The jury's like, "Well, a billion sounds good," and yeah. they're like, "Nah, they're not good." You, it's like when you you post something, you don't yeah. post it at ten thousand dollars. You post it at nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars because it looks cheaper. Yeah, it's like it's if you just come to the judge and say one billion dollars, right. he's gonna probably shut you down but if you come at 965 million dollars apparently he takes it in support of the monetary claim attorneys of families continue their assault on jones by continuing to portray his mere existence as a continued threat to the well-being of their clients wow they just wanted to fucking kill himself yeah they do that's what they're pushing him towards alex jones perpetuates perpetrates this attack for one reason, greed. The family lawyer said in the filing Friday, Alex Jones will never treat them like real people because they are too valuable to him as targets. Although the CUTPA was originally passed in order to compensate those directly harmed by deceptive practice in the marketing and sales of products, the application of the law has since been expanded to directly aid the legal case pursued by families of victims of Sandy Hook. In 2019, the Connecticut Supreme Court overruled a state appeal court by deciding that the that law could be cited in a case those families fledged against Remington, the firearms manufacturers, who they sought to hold liable for the school shooting. How did they use that? Yeah, against because there's no Remington? false advertising in that. Yeah, it wasn't like yeah. these guns are great for uh, Sandy Hook style mass killings. <laughs> right. or, you know, there was yeah. Like, how do they use that same law? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Anyways, it just goes on and on and on. Remington reached a settlement of $73 million. As some was agreed upon... God, get the fuck out of here. Uh, was agreed upon after Remington originally offered $33 million as a settlement. So so they want... Basically, they want Alex Jones to come on his knees crying and be like, you know, I can't do this... Um, how about I give you guys uh, twenty million a piece, right? Yeah, or something like that, and and basically want him basically to beg. Yeah, and then they'll be like, yeah, okay, but you can't ever say anything ever again, right? Oh. the monetary claim is another chapter in a tome of tales chronicling attempts to plunge Infowars into financial ruin," um, said James or Jones's Alex Jones' attorney. He argued that the provisions of the law don't fit his client's defamation case and went on to deal, detail how his opposition's arguments weren't rooted in facts, but instead on a pathological approach to effectively nullify the jury by vilifying Jones. Yeah, it, it's, it's all made up. Yeah, it's, they, 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 they just want to destroy him. It's hilarious. It's hilariously yeah. made up, and they're just, the judge is just going along with oh, everything absolutely. for the most part. He doesn't care. I mean, I, I can't imagine... That he approves this and it's like, yeah, it's two hundred and seventy five trillion or two point seven five trillion dollars. That that's reasonable. We definitely should mm-hmm. I mean, basically you're just gonna get nothing. Yeah. Even I said that with a billion dollars. It's like yeah. Alex Jones doesn't have a billion dollars right. to give you. So Yeah, they they just wanna make sure again that he he is ruined, that um I mean, if he admits to this, you know, he's his reputation is totally destroyed. And he has to close down his infowars and disappear into nothingness, and that's what they want. Yeah, so that's, I mean that's true. That's uh, that they want him to effectively kill himself yeah, in some way, absolutely, whether right? literally or figuratively. Yeah. They want him suicided. So yeah, um, and, and this is it's the, a send a message. This is, it is. That's exactly it. That's what I was going to say. I mean, whether or not what he said was true or false or what what have you, doesn't yeah. it, it doesn't fucking matter. They're just sending a message like, yep. uh, don't don't question the narratives. Yeah. Um, you, or you're gonna get really bad <laughs> judgments against you <laughs> forever, forever in eternity. Good God, I've heard of uh, like. Like the Bernie Madoffs of the world that like fuck like completely oh, yeah. fucked over oh, yeah. so many people don't get judgments of this proportion mm-hmm. tagged on them and yeah. then, then Alex Jones comes out yeah yeah he might have said some stupid shit and yeah it might have made uh, the families like go yeah. through some serious shit and maybe he should pay something yeah. but this is fucking ridiculous yeah. like this is utter insanity at it's 
it's comical. It it's not even like I'm not even like pissed when I read that. Yeah. It's just it's just like it's it's hilarious to me. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a circus is all it turns into yeah. now. When once once you get judgments like that or proposals like that, it's just like is this whole judicial yeah. system is just turning into a circus that well, the rest of the country but, is. But I mean they're weaponizing it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately it sets precedent. So again, like you said, anybody who questions any narrative, you know, I mean if someone questions the vaccine narrative, right, and then somebody dies, mm-hmm. you know, people come out against you. Right. Right? Well, this segues, because you were talking about questioning the narrative, so sure. I'll move to this one here. This article has come up across my feed a couple times this week, or just since yesterday, and it's got it's piqued my interest, because I don't know what's going on with this. Um, apparently, a an ABC News producer, his home was raided by the FBI back in April. Mm-hmm. And it caused him to immediately resign from ABC. I mean, he's a high up producer, like an yeah. Emmy winning producer. And uh, he just immediately resigns and nobody at ABC has seen or heard from him since. I don't mm-hmm. think he's like disappeared right. because his lawyers come out and gave a few statements. But it's hmm. really weird. Hmm. Like what would what would be so dramatic that right. the FBI would raid this guy's house? Yeah. And then for him to just immediately stop right. everything, end everything. Like, all the projects he was working on, he's like, hmm. he, he's canceled them all, everything. That like, sounds like some China shit. Yeah. So this is from Rolling Stone. It says, uh, FBI rates star ABC News producer's home. And again, this was back in April, so it's weird that it's coming to light right like now. right now. Yeah. says, at a minute before 5 a.m. on April 27th, ABC News... J- James Gordon Meek fired off a tweet with a single word, facts. He was just responding to something about the the Ukraine military assistance or something. Um, It says, the network's national security investigation producer was responding to former CIA agent Mark Polyamorapoulos. Why is there so many Greek (laughs) names in the freaking media realm? (laughs) I don't know. Uh... (laughs) He's talking to that guy. I guess that's not even media. That was a CIA guy. Oh, okay. Um, responding to his take that the Ukrainian military, with the assistance of the U.S., was thriving against Russian forces. Uh, the guy, I'm not going to keep trying to butcher his name. The CIA guy. The CIA guy uh, tweeted, um, filled with acronyms indecipherable to the layperson, like TTP, UW, and EW, was itself a reply to a, a missive from the Washington Post Pentagon reporter Dan Lamoth, who noted the wealth of information the U.S. military had gathered about Russian ops by observing their combat strategy in real time. So basically, the U.S. is like, well, it isn't such a bad thing, because we have been able to monitor and we... Their, their combat tactics, right. and we've been able to figure out like how they fight and stuff like that. So this isn't really a bad thing for us. It's kind of a win for us. says, the interchange illustrated the interplay between the national security community and those who cover it. And no one straddled both worlds quite like Meek, an Emmy-winning d- deep-dive journalist who also was a former senior counterterrorism advisor and investigator for the House of Homeland Security Committee. Hmm. To his detractors within ABC, Meek was something of a military fanboy, but his track record of exclusives was undeniable, breaking the news of foiled terrorist plots in New York City and the Army's cover-up of the fratricidal death of PFC Dave Sherritt II in Iraq, a bombshell that earned Meek a face-to-face meeting with President Obama. With nine years at ABC under his belt, a buzzy Hulu documentary poised for Emmy attention, and an upcoming book on the military's chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan, the 52-year-old bear of a bear of a man seemed to be at the height of his power and the pinnacle of his profession. So he, I guess he was getting ready to write a book about our shitty Afghanistan. Right. Maybe that's what got their yeah, attention. They're like, you can't say this stuff. Yeah. All right, so this is very, very intensive. Or like in-depth article. Yeah. So basically, I'll break it down for you because um, we, we're running out of time. <clears throat> so the rumor is that they found or they, they he had classified information on his laptop and they seized the laptop with classified information and that's what this whole, whole thing surrounds. And his lawyer 
his response was basically, um, why are you ra- like raiding his house for this classified information? Why aren't you looking for the government source that gave him the classified information right. in the first place instead of raiding his? So they think it's more of like a, a shut him the fuck up, like stop, right. like go after the guy that's talking right. too much. And so maybe they're pushing, putting pressure on him, trying to give get him to release his source. That or they're just trying to make another example on the media for right. speaking, especially something like the Afghanistan. And that's, that's some scary gonna, shit right there right. because the media, you know, anymore really doesn't hold the government accountable. Yeah. So if you have somebody who is, you know, military fanboy or not, information that they feel is dangerous, I mean that's that's kind of scary that the FBI is going in raiding his home, taking his shit and yeah. and you don't hear from the guy anymore. So Says, the first thing Meek's neighbor, John Antonelli, noticed that morning was the black utility vehicle with blacked-out windows blocking traffic in both directions on Columbia Pike. That's always a red flag. Yeah. Says, he inched closer to get a better vantage when he saw an olive-green Lenko Bearcat G2, an armored tactical vehicle often employed by the FBI, among other law enforcement agents. So they went out guns blazing, it sounds like. It's like, what was this guy— doing that required that right. kind of a raid. Yeah, they weren't even going covert. No. Says uh and Antonelli counted at least 10 heavily armed personnel in the group. Jeez. None bore anything identifying which agency was conducting the raid. After just 10 minutes the operation inside the Siena Park apartment complex, a six-story upscale building uh with rents fetching about 2 to 3,000 dollars a month was over. They didn't stick around. They took off pretty quickly and headed west on Columbia Pike. Um, Most people seeing the green vehicle would think it's some kind of a tank, but I knew it was a Lenko Bearcat. That vehicle is designed to be jumped out of so they can do a raid in that kind of time. Hmm. It can return fire if they're being fired upon. (laughs) Why? Why did it? What is on his laptop that requires this kind of serious... I mean, that to me sounds more like they're sending a message more yeah. than, oh, let, let's find this guy's source. It sounds right. like, hey, we, we're going to send a me- quick message. Uh, you don't fuck with us because we'll send in the bear cat. Yeah, right. Multiple sources familiar to the matter say Meek was the target of an FBI raid at Siena Park Apartments where he had been living on the top floor for more than a decade. I mean, did they even have this kind of response when they went into Mar-a-Lago? I, that I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it was quite that guns ablazing. Yeah, I didn't think so either. An FBI representative told Rolling Stone its agents were present on the morning of April 27th at the 2300 block of Columbia Pike, Arlington, Virginia, conducting court-authorized law enforcement activity. The FBI cannot comment further due to ongoing investigation. He's been charged with no crime, but independent observers believe the raid is among the first and quite possibly the first to be carried out on a journalist by the Biden administration. Hmm. A federal magistrate judge in Virginia Eastern District Court signed off on the search warrant the day before the raid. If the raid was for Meek's record, uh, records, U.S. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, Monaco would have to have had uh, given her blessing because there's apparently a new policy signed by the Biden administration that you can't seize reporter like journalist records uh, and their their like their papers and stuff unless like some serious circumstances and it has to be signed off by the uh, the attorney um de- uh, the deputy deputy attorney general or higher so she okay. had to be involved or somebody higher than her so this had to come from the very very top yeah. so this this is pretty serious it sounds what, what's like. this guy's name uh meek something meek hang on uh Gord- james gordon meek james gordon meek okay so I don't know what's going on. I tried looking into this. Basically, everybody is saying just this, they're just quoting this Rolling Stone article. Rolling sure. Stone came well, out. Yeah, with, because like, this is the first anybody's heard of it, and it yeah. was like April 22nd. says, in the raid's aftermath, Meek has made himself scarce. None of his Siena Park neighbors with whom Rolling Stone spoke, spoke to have seen him since, hmm. with his apartment appearing to be vacant. Siena Park management declined to confirm that their longtime tenant was gone, citing privacy policies. Similarly, several ABC News news colleagues who are accustomed to unraveling mysteries and cracking investigative stories tell Rolling Stone they have no idea what happened to him. So his his top colleagues, like his closest workers, have no clue where he's at. That's so bizarre. He just up and resigned. He left his apartment, and he—as— 
his co-worker said he fell off the face of the earth, and people asked, but no one knew the answer. An ABC representative told Rolling Stone he resigned very abruptly and hasn't worked for us for months. Hmm. So, and apparently Meek doesn't even know what the allegations are. Like, doesn't they, know why they came after him. Yeah, he says, Mr. Me- his lawyer said, Meek is unaware of what allegations anonymous sources are making about his possession of classified documents. If such documents exist as claimed, this would be within the scope of his long career as an investigative journalist covering government wrongdoings. The allegations in your inquiry are troubling for a different reason. They appear to come from a source inside the government. It's highly inappropriate and illegal for individuals in the government to leak information about ongoing investigations. We hope the DOJ promptly investigates the source of this leak. So like, why are you going after him? My client, shouldn't you be going after somebody else? Yeah. So where is this guy? That's the real question. Like, is he safe? Is he really a criminal? Yeah. Um, What made it necessary for them to go guns blazing all like commando on his his penthouse apartment to seize just a laptop? All that for a fucking laptop. Did they happen to be like, hey, man, we need your laptop? Yeah. Like, right. we have a warrant for your laptop. Or were they afraid he would erase all the information? Yeah. Like, what a, right. What made him such a freaking dire threat? Did he have security guards well, at this yeah, penthouse apartment? Right. What was such a threat that he, they needed such an armed force yeah. to go after a, re, a U.S. reporter? Right, yeah. That sounds kind of uh, like in the, well, like, communist Soviet say, Union type. It sounds very China. Yeah, China or, like, Soviet Union yeah. or, like, I mean— even if this guy did steal, like right. go out and steal classified information, yeah. it doesn't warrant this kind of response. Right. Uh, no, it almost sounds like again they're they're trying to track down a mole. Yeah, and they're sending they're going after this guy to kind of scare somebody scare, out, scare so, the guy yeah, out of the right. work. So yeah. James Gordon Meek. Okay, yes. so so keep an eye out for that. If you have yeah. any more information on this or find some in the future, send it our way, because this is all I could find yeah. was people quoting this article. So yeah. I'm going to yeah I'm gonna go down the rabbit trail with this one. Yeah, it's so really I'm about to watch that documentary on Hulu, too, yeah. and I'm hoping that book comes through, because yeah. if they did this to shut him up from releasing the book, that's really shitty, Yeah, right. and that's going to backfire really yeah. quick. Usually usually when you attack the media mm-hmm. at such levels of... The, as, I mean, fucking Donald Trump would just be like... Uh, that guy's that guy's really really bad. And they're like, oh my yeah. gosh, he's attacking the media. That's right. unconstitutional. Right. They are protected by the Constitution. Right. He can't do that. And yeah. then uh, Biden's administration's like, attack, yeah. right. get him. Yeah. And like I said, it, I don't think they even had this kind of response against Trump mm-hmm. in Marlago. You know, with those so, that would you backfire know. on them so fast. Oh though, yeah. If they went in guns blazing that's on true, yeah. Donald Trump, that would. Uh, I mean, that would be. Um, well, yeah, he that would made be an, Fox News fodder. Like yeah. they would love that. He or, made enough of a shit show with that, right? So. Exactly. So that's all the time we have for this week. Um, tell us all what you think about this shit. Um, that's, I mean, that's that's pretty scary. There, that's yeah. scarier than the dirty bomb. I think in Russia. I <laughs> to think me, so anyways. too. Yeah. Right. Um, when when your government can uh, just send in the freaking mm-hmm. the brown shirts to yeah. to I I mean. Hopefully the guy's. I assume the guy's still alive. If his yeah. lawyer hasn't come out and said, "Hey, they fucking killed him." Yeah. Uh, but but this is pretty serious, and yeah. it's a scary message that they're sending to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Uh, trust resigning. I don't get. I don't really care. It's just. Yeah, it's odd. It makes me want to grab my popcorn and watch UK politics <laughs> more closely because well, it, it makes you wonder what, like you said, what what are they doing? What right. do they got going on? Because her decision to to. Lower taxes is not something that should make their economy go upside no, down. I wouldn't so. think so, but it's Britain. <laughs> right, right. Then Justin Trudeau banning handguns. That's, that's just, he's an troubling, idiot. Troubling, but that's Canada. Yeah, he's so. an idiot. We, I mean, we saw that coming. Yeah. Um, what was uh, the other thing? Oh, uh, Alex. Oh, Trump. yeah. <laughs> that's just hilarious. That's, yeah. And again, we know what that is. That's, they want to break them. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, Comment section's always open. If you if you hear anything, especially about that James Gordon Meek guy, yeah. hit us up in the comments. Otherwise, um, you can find us on uh, Facebook. We have a, a Facebook forum called the Breaking the Bell Forum, where we can you can have more of a conversation. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at uh, Break the Bell Pod. I spend most of my time on Twitter these days, so hit me up there. 
if you have any information or any questions or anything about this, because this story is very interesting to me. Otherwise, uh, check us out all over social media at Break the Bell Pod. Share it far and wide across the the interwebs, because we love you, like I said, for that. Um, And that's how we get our name out there to more and more people. So have a great rest of your weekend, uh, whatever amount of hours you have left of it. I'm going to go home and watch the Steelers play. Hey, there you go. We'll go watch the Steelers lose. Um, (laughs) Be back here tomorrow night for the main episode, main live episode, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to have another banger. I don't know what it's going to be, but I know it's going to be good. So enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.